0: Numbers 6, verses 22 through 27, spoken by Ellie Kaysen. The Lord says to Moses, tell Aaron and his son, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be Gracious to you, the, and the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this morning we are ending our journey with the Israelites in the wilderness. We've learned so many lessons from them for our own wilderness and wilderness moments. We've learned that the wilderness is the norm, not the exception. Though our wilderness moments often look different each time, we find ourselves more so in the wilderness than we do on top of the mountain. The wilderness is the norm, not the exception. We've learned that God is with us. God's always with us. That's not something we have to question. Just because God may lead us into the wilderness moment... That doesn't mean He leaves us alone. God is walking with us the whole way. And I hope that you know that God has been with you and me during these days and weeks and months. We've also learned the lesson that God provides. God always provides. God provided the manna and the quail for the Israelites. They each had just what they needed, nothing more, nothing less. And God provides for us just what we need, nothing more, nothing less. We need each other. In these days of social distancing, I think most of us have learned full well that we need each other. It doesn't matter our personality type. We were made for relationships, and we are better together. So the lessons abound. They are everywhere, because that's the point of any wilderness moment we find ourselves in. God has something to teach us. God wants to grow us and mature us into the people of God, His children. But we are leaving these Israelites. We're going to leave their wilderness, and we're going to celebrate Pentecost next Sunday and move on to another topic and another series. And this seems like the right move. It seems like in our wilderness moment with this global pandemic, that we are entering a new phase. The shock and awe have sort of worn off. While there's a ton we don't know about the virus, we're learning more and more each day. We're coming out of the shelter-in-place orders and we're longing for more routine and business as usual. But at the same time, we know that things won't be back to normal. While we do have to live our lives and eventually we're going to have to be around people more and more, we know that this virus isn't going to just go away. The summer may provide some relief, but there's worry about a spike in the fall and winter. We just don't know. There's a lot we don't know. So it feels like we're in a transition moment. We're we're no longer at the beginning of the wilderness moment, but we aren't quite sure how long this will all last. Well, the Israelites found themselves in a similar position. Up until this week, we have only experienced about three months of the wilderness with the Israelites. As we come to our passage in Numbers, we've skipped ahead about a year. But we know that God's people would spend 40 years in the wilderness. So in number 6, the Israelites are in a transition. They are no longer at the beginning of their wilderness. But while they don't know this quite yet, they have many more years ahead of them. You see, the Israelites are still at Mount Sinai. God has been giving them instruction after instruction for how to live and how to operate and how to honor God. But they're about to head off and continue on their wilderness journey. And God says to Moses... Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. As they are in the transition moment, no longer at the beginning of their wilderness journey and about to head further into the wilderness, God stops and blesses His people. God blesses God's people. It's a pronouncement of God's favor over the people. It's a fact, a reminder, an encouragement, a truth to cling to when the difficulty comes our way. I think some of us are probably familiar with this passage in in some way, shape, or form. It may be the one thing you know or remember from the book of Numbers. But I think this blessing is something that God is wanting us to hear as we are in a transition of sorts. As we move from the beginning of our wilderness moment and we move further into the unknown, God wants us to know something. Here it is. Are you ready? God is good and God wants good for us. God is good and God wants good for us. Notice something? The people didn't ask for any of this. This blessing from God was all initiated by God for God's people because God is good and God wants good for us. You see, this is so important for us to understand and to get and to trust and to know. If we can just grasp this one truth, everything changes. If the Israelites had grasped this one truth, everything would have changed for them. Because they failed to understand this blessing, to trust it, to grasp it, their rebellion against God later on would cost them 40 years of wandering in the desert. And what's unbelievable is that God knew they would rebel. And God still blesses them. God still goes ahead and blesses God's people. Why? Because God is good and God wants good for us. You see, when we have wilderness moments, we tend to get frustrated at God. We, we don't typically like being in the wilderness. It's not exactly fun. And so we sometimes start doing our own thing. We question God's motives. We question God's purpose. We don't exactly doubt or question if God exists, but we do start to wonder if God is trustworthy and if God really wants what is best for us. Just take a look at our passage and how good God is and how much God wants good for his people, for us. He says, the Lord bless you and keep you. This demonstrates God's giving and protecting nature. The heart of God is like that of a parent, a father or or a mother. God is going to care for God's people and protect them. God's going to care for us and protect us. When God says that God would bless the people, God is reminding us that God gives us everything we need. He reminds us that God cares for His people. But God not only cares for His people, God keeps His people. This is a reminder of God's guarding and protecting nature. It's a pledge, it's a promise that God will guard and protect you. When the enemy attacks, when the world shifts... When there's a pandemic, when, when we're scared, when we're alone, God cares. God keeps. Listen to more, some, some more to how, God, uh, how good God is and how much God wants good for us. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. God is good and God wants good for us because God delights and forgives we are given in this verse a picture of the delight of the Lord in his people. God delights in his people. It's an indication of God's pleasure in his people. Let me ask you how many grandparents are watching right now. Think of, think of when a grandchild comes to visit you and the joy that that child experiences in seeing the delight you have in them. Think about that, and then you get a feel for what's being said here. here. The Lord make His face to shine upon you. Listen, in spite of this pandemic, the Lord has made His face to shine upon you. He delights in us and desires us to delight in Him. In the midst of calamity, joy comes from the Lord. Despite our circumstances, His face is turned towards us. Let us not forget... And the result of His face shining upon us is that the Lord be gracious to you. This is a pronouncement. It's a promise of forgiveness. Now I want you to just pause and, and think for a second. Remember where I told you the Israelites are? They're at Mount Sinai. Do you know what happened literally just a few weeks before this? The golden calf Moses' right-hand man, Aaron, had built a golden calf, and the children of Israel had worshipped a false god. Now God is telling Moses that through Aaron, it was going to be pronounced that God is gracious. You think the, the children of Israel believe that? You better believe it. Aaron should have, been, have breathed his last breath weeks ago, and now he's being told, Aaron, before the children of Israel leave out in the desert I want you to tell them something. I forgive. I want that coming from your mouth, Aaron. That blessing, that promise, I want it coming from your mouth to the people of God because you are exhibit A. Think I'm not a kind, forgiving, gracious, good God? I present to you Aaron, who has a message for you tonight. God forgives. I mean, awesome is that? How good is God? God delights and God forgives. And then verse 26, we see some more of how good God is. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God is good because God is watching us and God is generous. Here's God saying to Aaron, Tell them, my eyes are right on you, children. I'm lifting up my countenance on you. I'm looking right at you. I know what you need. I know what you're doing. I'm there for you. My mind is on you. I'm watching over you. My eyes are on you. Just promise them that. Just like a parent pays attention to a child, the Lord, the Lord is going to watch over us. And then God gives us peace. The Lord give you peace, it says. This peace is total well-being, the sum of all God's good gifts to His people. Not just the ending of hostility, not just the ending of warfare on this earth, but the sum of God's gifts. Total well-being, total blessing. I want to remind you of something. Of something Christ said to His disciples to us in John 16, Jesus was speaking to his disciples on the night of his betrayal and arrest. He says, In me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16:33. So here's Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who's going to experience the exact opposite of blessing. The exact opposite of the blessing we find in number 6. Rather than receiving the Lord's blessing, he's going to be the object of the Lord's curse. Rather than being kept by the Lord, the Lord is going to unleash all the minions of hell upon his Son. Rather than seeing the Father's delight shining down on him, the Father is going to turn his face from him. Rather than knowing the gracious forgiveness of God, Jesus is going to experience the fullness of the penalty for the total weight of our sin by himself. Rather than knowing the Father's eyes are on Him, Jesus is going to cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And rather than knowing the total blessing of God, Jesus is going to be pushed out into the darkness where there is no peace. And in doing this, Jesus is going to guarantee the fullness of this blessing from number 6, coming upon all who trust in Him. Jesus is going to be cursed so that you and I can be blessed. You see, this blessing in number six is a precious blessing. It is, there's an exceedingly precious blessing. It's an exceedingly costly blessing, and we simply have to live into it. Listen, what's been unique about the last few weeks and months has been the fact that we've all been in the same wilderness moment. The whole world has. Of course, we've all experienced it differently, but we've been in the same moment together. However, that's not normally the case. Oftentimes, we wander in and out of our own wilderness moments individually. And normally, we all may be in a wilderness moment, but they're all different. It may be the wilderness of a a job loss. It may be the wilderness of losing a loved one. You may find yourself in the wilderness of divorce or a diagnosis. And even in the midst of this communal wilderness we are all in right now, on top of this, you may have experienced one of these individually. Listen, we don't know the future. We don't know how long we will be in this moment together. We also don't know what God is leading us to next. But here's what we do know. We know that God is good And God wants good for us. Don't doubt that. Don't doubt God's faithfulness and trustworthiness. Because of these uncertain times, we need to trust in the certainty of God's goodness and God's desire for our good. Never forget. Never believe that your blessings come from anywhere else other than God our Father. Before we even have to ask, God desires to give us good things while we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies of God, God sent His only Son, Jesus, to take God's curse so that we could be blessed. So as we move ahead in still uncertain days, hear these words from your Heavenly Father. Trust them and know that He is good and wants good for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His Face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God loves you. I love you. Amen.